0: Welcome to Testimony, a musician story narrated by myself Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started.
1: When I was a young boy, my daddy had a red Cadillac on Vogue. Sitting on those, white walls on them with the bass on Swole. Get a little older and I got my own. Sound in the back, sunroof top, Cartier, 93. I know about that. I work a job. I grind it out. Who's stopping hey, me? Hey, they hating so they pull me over. Same thing every day. The world is getting colder. Staying in the dorm with a college girl. Her man don't even know it. He speaks his mind, I- That's how it is in Riverdale, that's how it is in Zone 3. How it be in ATL, Fayetteville, they know by me. Never been a gangster, but the South can make you love them. Circumstances looking weak, but my ride can rise above them. Chase big money,
0: Alex Faith was born Stephen Alexander Faith on December 27th, 1989 in Atlanta, Georgia. When he was really young, his parents divorced. Typical story, right? Well, it ain't. Because after their divorce, his father became a Christian, courted his mother, then she became a Christian, and they remarried. Alex barely remembers the divorce, so to him, he grew up in a two-parent household. As a kid, he loved to draw and was very introverted. His younger brother was his closest buddy, but things began to change once he hit puberty. So
1: dead too, Smoke- Shit. this is what you wanna be, sitting high in a pickup, low in a Chevy. Weight of the implication is way beyond heavy. Life sucks sometimes, but we can't admit it. So you're sitting in a church view, hoping to catch the spirit, thinking it'll never happen. So you know you ain't serious. That best life now BS. I ain't trying to hear it. The disrespects the struggle and the people going through it. The high school dropout who always get they blew it. The hardworking father laid off, and he knew it was coming, so he's walking in the bank with two clips to. Make. So his attitude is through it Depends through what lens you want to view it American soil is where we grew it Hell is where they brew it But I know the one who can touch anything yeah, it, yeah.
2: So middle school, you get introduced to girls You get introduced to, you know, foolishness outside of school The influences around me kind of started to show themselves. and started getting more into music. I played on a football team. I was terrible. Uh, <laughs> started getting friends outside of just being the introverted, a weird kid who liked to draw all the time. Uh, that turned into rapping. A lot of my friends started doing, you know, crazy things, and I had a lot of family. It's just this influence that was there that was opposing to what my father was teaching me. So, you know, my dad is, you know, a Christian. I-, I know he's a Christian. He remarried my mother. I know that the Lord is the only reason why my family is together at this point. I've seen the Lord as such a strong force of, you know, reconciliation, you get to this place where it's like, man, Everybody's telling me, you know, I got to go do this stuff, have a girlfriend, I got to drink alcohol and do all of these different things that everybody's doing around me. I, you know, there was just this kind of war for, you know, what was going on. That was, that was pretty much the whole of my teenage years was just me trying to figure out if I wanted to love Jesus or if I wanted to do my own thing. Um, and ultimately, I don't think it was really a choice that I made. I feel like, you know, God saved me from that in my mind. I was like, man, you know, I believe in God. And I believe that these things that I'm doing are wrong, but it's so much fun, and you know, I'll get saved later.
0: The environment in the city of Atlanta was a major cultural influence in Alex's life.
1: Say welcome to the south side of home by the trunk beat. Base so heavy, leave you walking like you had them drunk feet. They don't like the way my tongue speaks. They heard I used auto tune, and I like to rap on drunk beats. Honestly, I'm sick and tired of reading all these dumb tweets about his next lines to blow up in the street. I think it really numbs me for real that was overdue. It's all coming back now. I'm just getting over you. Fact that you And
2: long hair, you know, braids. Sometimes it would lock up, so I'll just have this really bad long hair that was just I didn't care about it. So I look like a typical Typical hood dude, so we would smoke weed, try to get with as many girls as you could, do all of that stuff. Whatever we saw in rap music videos, we would try to emulate that. So I would try to buy cars like I saw in video, get the prettiest girl I could get. So you know, you would objectify women. And there were girls that I liked who were not as pretty as other girls, but you know, you would ignore them because you wanted to, to do your thing and be like, ludicrous. You don't got the funds like rappers to ball out like you want to. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, you 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 try your best, and, and a lot of times like that turns into wasting money and all kind of foolishness. I wouldn't be doing music now, I don't think, if the dudes that I looked up to did not come from the same place as me. When I was a teenager, when I was in middle school and high school, you know, they were the only thing on the radio, and they were killing it. So now that you've got rappers coming up from everywhere, New York... Canada even what was killing it when Drake was a teenager when ASAP Rocky was a teenager it was dudes in the south and so everybody sounds like that now but for me it was like these dudes are from the same neighborhood as me like T.I. went to Riverdale High School outcast uh, big boy always talks about College Park and the Swats and East Point you know I, I went to church in East Point it's just one of those things where it's like they're speaking a language that I understand they're saying things that resonate with me they're talking about streets that I know where they are I've seen some of them around so it's like man when you you see your favorite rapper eating somewhere, it's like, man, he's still here. And that encourages you to want to kind of like, hmm, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to start rapping. And it's, everybody wanted to be a rapper, but I definitely wouldn't be rapping uh, now if it wasn't for Atlanta being like kind of the hub with like the Yin Yang Twins and Little John and the East side Boys. They were killing everything. That was the only thing out, you know, even dudes like Usher, who's just, you know, on the R&B side of things. It's just the influence was so great that, you know, elite R&B singers were putting dudes like Little John on songs. That doesn't even make sense. But it was one of the biggest songs ever. So it's like, man, Atlanta took over stuff. So I, I definitely enjoyed that era.
0: The war of good and evil was a constant battle in his head. Ultimately, evil was winning. Until he had a conversation with a guy he now considers a good friend.
1: I'm so convicted by the Lord's grace. I God in marathon the day that I'm going to see his face.
2: Around 16 to 17, I was introduced to this guy. He was from Africa. His name was Praveen. Um, and he kind of shared the gospel with me outside of my, my father's influence and my mother's influence. Praveen was the first person to really sit down and like give it to me. You know, it was like, hey dude, you know, you're gonna go to hell, you know. And he was very intense. As a teenager, you know, and already having this moral conflict, when somebody kind of gave me the business uh and let me know what time it was and told me about myself, it really hurt. Praveen kind of introduced me for the first time outside of my father kind of teaching. Teaching me good morals and teaching me that Jesus was God. Praveen is the person who came and was like, God is also holy and you are not. And if you die, you will perish. And it was just one of them things I was like, ah, okay. So now the moral side of things is a lot more important because it's not just me being good for the sake of impressing my parents or making them happy. It's, I have to be Um, you know moral so I don't go to hell and then that was when Jesus was introduced and it was like no you don't believe in Jesus confess with your mouth and believe in your heart you know kind of that was just the presentation that he gave me and he was like and you will be saved and you will never live up to this standard but God has grace for you in that um, you know his son died and he sees you as his son and explained all of that explained justification to me and it really changed my life I connected with a group of people I was really a healthy Christian for about a year or so but I was still young. So, I wasn't like big heavy on on the local church. I really didn't care that much. I had been going to different churches and, you know, wasn't really feeling some of the stuff they were teaching or, you know, didn't like the people because I was selfish and stupid. So, I never really found a home church. I never really had accountability. And so, you know, sure enough, I ended up kind of backsliding, wilding out for a little bit having experienced jesus and then going back to it was like what am i doing um but i did that for you know maybe six or eight months or so i was living with praveen but i was still leaving the house i was going out uh meeting with friends doing stuff i shouldn't have been doing i had this pseudo girlfriend who had a boyfriend at a time and it was just it was just really a bad a bad place for me. And then I got plugged into a church and uh, one of the pastors came and sat down with me and kind of confronted me on some issues. And ultimately through that, I, I learned the value of local church community and, and accountability, like the, the dudes who were there. And accountability doesn't mean, hey bro, what you have been looking at on the internet? Hey dude, who you have been going out with? So I, I really started to to find a value and enjoy community and see Christians love me, whereas I hadn't experienced that before. And so that changed my life. And then I, I met some guys who were planning a church in East Point, I'm from Riverdale, which is right next door to East Point. And so I decided to quit going there and to join these guys or help them plant this church in East Point. And so when I joined up with them, it was like six people and that grew. And that's where, you know, my pastor married me and my wife. My elders were my groomsmen in my wedding. And so it was just one of those things where community changed my life in the way that, you know, like. Christianity and, and and loving the Lord became something that was graspable. The way that I believe God has it set up is for us to worship Him corporately, for us to enjoy Him corporately, and so to see believers who enjoyed Jesus with me and walked with me could account for me and I could account for them just changed everything for me.
0: When Alex was about 20 years old, he ran into a girl named Jackie at Legacy Conference and stalked her. Not like crazy killer stalk, but more like, I think you're cute and I want to get to know you, Stalk. It turned out she too lived in ATL and started attending his church on a regular basis. Jackie wasn't too fond of Alex until she overheard a conversation he was having. Suddenly, she gained respect for young Alex. They started dating and about eight months later got married. They've been married for three years now.
1: she got the brownest eyes, and I get lost in them like a sea of moonlight. I swear that I can fall in them and swim forever. Girl, you came and save me. Isn't she so lovely? It's what I've seen in my lady. Oh, uh. smile at me. I stay in the morning. The look in your light brown eyes. You got me chilled. Ooh, baby, let's get lost in each other, right? Now.
0: About a year ago, Alex and Jackie were expecting their first child. And then
2: she had a really late term uh, miscarriage. And so it was so late term that like, you know, the hospital, we had the baby, you know, facial features, fingernails, things like that. So it was like a baby, baby. The hospital said that we could do a funeral. So it was a very developed kid. Um, and, And we went through that. So but no, no, no kids now.
1: Pain. You know I'm yeah, I remember.
0: Alex has been rapping since high school, and his classmates told him he would make it one day. But it took an artist that Alex respected and admired to convince him that he truly is talented. Hey.
1: Wake from a scream, I wonder what that sound is. Ten minutes later, blood and water on the ground mix. Rest in peace in my baby boys, where them clouds is. Where the king with the crown is. Me and your mama loved you, and we never even met. The best and worst day of my life, I won't forget. The day I held my son, and the day my son died. Tears filling mine as I'm looking in his eyes. I, I don't deserve this, Lord. What are you doing? And I heard him say, There's this punishment for things I've been pursuing and I heard him say I know that I failed you a thousand times, then I heard him say I've amassed a lot of sin, but he died for mine, so I heard him say Yeah, so I trust him, so I trust him, yeah So I trust him, ayy
2: I met Show at uh, Impact Conference, and then ultimately I met Dahadi, who is Sho Baraka's brother, who's the pastor of Blueprint Church. And I did graphic design, kind of you know, messed around with it back then. And uh, me and Dahadi sat down and I did all of the early Blueprint Church logos and whatnot, and I got invited to Show Baraka's house, which is where Dahadi was. And for me, it was like, man, this is crazy because, you know, Turn My Life Up was out and that was like my favorite thing. And so I was trying not to be a super groupie because I was a new Christian and I had just got turned on to Lecrae and Show Baraka. But Turn My Life Up was my favorite joint. But I also had been building a studio in my house. Show was like, man, I hate driving all the way to Memphis. He had just moved to Atlanta for Blueprint. And um, he said he hated driving all the way to Memphis. It's like five or six hours from Atlanta. And so he was like, I want to do a mixtape. And I told him I had a studio. So he came over. I ended up playing him some of my stuff and he thought, I wasn't terrible so he was like you know he was on I think on Baraka ology he put a lot of dudes that he liked who were not popular on there I ended up engineering like almost all of Lions and Liars at my uh, at my house and that turned into I started recording Lecrae I met those guys through that reach records had just moved to Atlanta as a as a label and they didn't have a studio set up yet I uh, recorded pretty much every feature for show and Lecrae man for like two or three years or something like that and Shaw always told me he's like I tell everybody to quit rapping so for me to tell you that you need to keep doing it you should take that as a compliment. He's pretty much the reason why I'm signed and uh, rapping today. AT was starting a record label called Collision Records back in 08. And Show was like, man, you should sign with my man AT. Him and my man Joseph are starting a record label, blah, blah, blah. Well, that turned into I got a promotion at work and I decided to quit rapping. And I was sick of it, didn't want to do it anymore. And uh, basically told Show to tell his boy, who was AT, that I was done.
3: Christ Jesus.
1: Fully man, fully deity. Standing in the dark, but I know He's fully seeing me. Freedom from Christ, so I kill the Pharisee in me. Facing all my giants, I'm a smooth stone infantry. But static, the God man, He was sent to be the satisfaction for God's wrath. He was bruised for me, now I see it. I see the crucifixion it. got me choked, choked up. up. I was front row, Shaolin, I was there. He was crushed by his father for his glory and the good of the nations. We call it imputation or expiation. But he called it finish, let that stone bitch and rose up. Rolled away the stone, you can say that he woke
0: up. After four years of working in the business world, Alex ran into Collision Records co-owner Adam A.T. Thomason at Passion Conference. And that led to his feature on Swoop's Wake Up album. That feature generated a little buzz for Alex, and he had record labels interested in him. He turned down those offers because he really liked the guys at Collision. Alex asked AT to sign him, and with no albums and only three songs to his name, AT took a chance and signed Alex. He was the third artist to sign to the label, Swoop being the first and Christian Grey being the second. In 2012, he released his first mixtape, Honest to God. And in 2013, the artist of Collision Records put out the We Live as Kings album.
1: No fake roll, ain't ballin' hard with no bank row. Ain't sipping lean, but I'm spitting mean. Say it is what it is, but it ain't though. That epic feel, but it's pain, though. No. Wanna see how far that I can't go. Surprise more when I come through. God, I'm betting on what I won't do. Started from the bottom, that's real life. I made it here, that's a real fight. Rise to the top and forget where I'm from. Ne- never do that, don't feel right. Rip Riverdale in my bloodline, that's Capstown, that's Ormwood. That's East Atlanta, that's 85, that's Flint River, that's Homewood. On that's one from what raised me. So this rapper stuff it don't phase me. I was built for this and I love the Lord. Won't compromise with the mainstream, not a people. Please I'm far from that because your Twitter follow don't play me.
0: November 5th, I'm 2013, Alex, Alex will drop his debut album at last.
2: So at last is is twofold. To a certain extent, it's it's my arrival at the conclusion that Jesus is better than all things, and that He has won the battle uh, by by grace and by His Spirit, you know, enlightening me to 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 His truth. That Jesus is better and Jesus is greater than all things that I could potentially get myself into. So because ultimately the idea behind the album is everybody is gonna be before Him someday. What are we gonna do with Him when we get there? Are we going to worship Him or are we? Gonna turn our nose up uh, when we hear the gospel. The, the the way that we respond to the gospel is the way that we respond to Jesus. Is the way that we tell him what we think of who he is. At last, is the relief of I have decided, um, and the Spirit has regenerated my heart and I am able to see now that Jesus is better than all things. But also, too, it's just a, it's an ode to my city, man. I love the city. Atlanta rap and hip-hop and, and just the city and the demographics itself, the culture in the city, what it created me to be, and how Jesus redeemed that and is using that for himself now.
0: The first track on the album is befittingly named, At First.
1: Does anybody really care about the things that I'ma say? Y'all don't really want to hear about my problems anyways. Give myself y'all and this music nothing less. Some days I feel like I could die just from the stress. But I got a bad team that hold me down. Come to the table, make a new sound. Refresh, we renew. Say new rule, but we've been down. High treasure, we've been fam. Don't do it for the bread, but it's money to be made. So I would've stayed at school if I was out here to get paid. Yeah, ain't no facade of me, cousin. I ain't concerned with me buzzing, yeah. We ain't one on this side. Since the day that Alex died, the spirit versus flesh and me. See the truth behind these eyes, swooping, we got the recipe. Music tailor-made for your soul to have a war or Life is hanging in the balance, boy, I thought I told you.
2: The last song of the album is called It Last. And so on at first, it was like, let's do an intro that is, you know, in some of the promo videos, I've talked about how we were trying to marry collision sound with the South. And at first, it's kind of the ultimate marriage. And the, the way that it starts, this kind of somber piano. We don't see the problems in the world, you know, and, and we're we're dying in this war and we don't even know what's going on. And then it's like really ratchet, 808 heavy Beat hits that Swoop and Wit made And it just doesn't make sense But it works So it's like this really somber piano And then all of a sudden out of nowhere This this ugly drums just come out of nowhere And so the the idea is This is where we begin When we start walking through the journey of the album It's like this is where we start there's this uh, war for your worship. Do you know who's, who's winning? Is it Jesus? Is it God? Is it the Lord? Is it, is it your family? Is it your friends? Is it the culture that you're in? You know, what does your worldview tell you to do with God? And that's where we start the album at. It's also musically um, intentional about like, hey, this is going to start off and you're going to think this is going to sound like a, you know, a typical Collision Records album. And then out of nowhere, it's like, no, we're going to take you down south.
0: Hold Me Down is a song about God being faithful in a relationship. I don't
1: really want to stay, but I don't know where to go right now, and I don't know what to say. I just need you to hold me down. And I don't really want to stay, but I don't know where to go right now, and I don't know what to say. I just need you to hold me down.
2: Song comes from the idea my father told me, man. Just so you know, you're not divorce proof. I don't care how Christian you are; it could happen to you. And you know, me and my wife were very zealous believers when we got married. So it's like, you know, divorce is not an option. It's never going to happen to us. We don't want to have anything to do with it. And then we get married, and it's like, oh, I kind of hate you right now. I don't know what to do with you. I don't want to be around you. you kind of have to pray for grace to 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 really deal with the person because you've never been so intimately involved with another person's sin. And on top of that, the other person sees all of your sins, and it can make them bitter. And which which is also sin so marriage is just like this big how do we deal with sin because we see it on a level that nobody else in the world sees it so my wife intimately knows all of the things that I struggle with. Same with her. Am I going to have as much grace on her sin as I do on my own? You know what I mean? Like, am I going to judge her sin more harshly than I will mine? Is she going to judge mine more harshly than, than I will hers? And so when my father told me, he's like, you're not divorce proof. I was like, crap, that's heavy. And just realizing that marriage is this, is it's work. It's hard work to sacrifice, to love Jesus, to love your wife, to lead your family. It's it's actively sacrificing and, and actively being patient. The moment that you get lackadaisical or lazy with patience and long, suffering and and love bitterness creeps in and that mug will drive a wedge and destroy your marriage and so me and her had we almost got there man you know just because I wasn't sacrificing I wasn't loving I wasn't being the best leader and are probably in the best place now than we've ever been in our marriage because I came to the conclusion that I was screwing it all up (laughs) I mean I felt like man let me do a song that people will resonate with has redemption in it so the end of the song is like man God is faithful if we love each other and we we are patient with each other and long-suffering and continue to walk with Jesus with each other then we're gonna make it and that's the ultimate goal of the song
0: the title refuge shows up in the track listing twice first as an interlude featuring odd thomas and later on as a song featuring dre murray and jay gibbons
1: so up on the city lights, looking for a place to rest Where am I gonna spend the night? Eyelids and these dreams take me to greater heights Third eye open, got my body chasing the newest high uh, As the paint drips candy And I swing around the corner of my whip, clean as it can be Music loud, hear me coming even when you can't see Flex like that, see the canvas that I'm painting vain when I smile, gold in my mouth Grandmama even had them, how we do it in the south Shawty popping drop it low that was what you working with but i would kill my daughter if I ever seen it's working in hold on the same black who do we blame higher huh? lights is getting cut off next week when go to paint side baby mama cooking and fishing all in the same pot this is what it really yeah. is i tell you what it's never
2: not refuge is basically like the world is burning down around us How do we find comfort in Jesus? So it's like, oh, the government shut down. How am I okay? You know, or terrorist attack, or I lost my job, or my wife left me, or my husband left, or my child died, or, you know, I found out my wife can't get pregnant, or, you know, any myriad of things that could happen. And so Refuge is like, man, no, Jesus is where we find refuge. Jesus is our comfort. Jesus is our peace and our satisfaction. And we split them up, one, because it helped the album flow better, but it was, it was cool because people used to do that on old school albums, so just kind of borrowing from like a classic vibe, it was like, man, let's put this here, let's have the music here. Odd Thomas murdered it. His spoken word is, uh, man, it's chilling.
3: Thank you for consoling me with your kind words. I really appreciate it. I mean, you seem to sew up my entire situation with one simple sentence. How did you do that? I hope you sense my cynicism and my sarcasm because I'm trying to make it completely clear that your empty words do nothing for me. Did you even think for a single moment how I must have felt? Or is what you said just another simple feel-good notch on your Bible belt? If I had a dime for every time you, preacher, offered me religious rhetoric, I'd be ridiculously rich. How is telling me that God wants me to be happy even helping me? I'm not asking for happiness. I'm only asking for help and understanding this madness. I need more than what you're giving me. I need deeper, more meaningful words. Maybe if you told me that God cannot use a man greatly until he's hurt that man deeply, that might help make sense of some of my misery. Or if you told me that the presses of pain sometimes produce the soul's best wine, that'd be fine, but it would still not be enough to ease my mind because I need more than just words. I need God's words. God's word is the only word that brings me refuge. God's word is the balm of my broken and parched soul. God's word is the only thing that reminds me that God is in complete control. I was never promised happiness in this life, but I was promised comfort. And at this stage in my life, the only source of comfort comes from Christ. So give me God's words to help me understand and to help me hear, to speak into my doubt, my hopelessness and my fear, give me God's words, and let God be my refuge.
0: At Last is Alex's favorite song on the album.
1: Gang sign holding up, gas prices going up, can't wait until the day to get wasted because he's old enough, turned 21, in the bathroom throwing up, but this is not a new thing, he's kind of well acquainted, but don't know how he got here, falling from the top here, thinking every day might be his last, it's a nightmare, that boy is going in, ain't no sign of him ever stopping, so he's grinding every day to put them dollars in his wallet.
2: I spent more time on that song than any other song. And I was more uh, intentional about the production on that song. So I told Swoop and Wit what I wanted. I said, I want this deeply emotional piano. I don't want it to be typical. I want the drums to be weird. I don't want I don't want regular rap song for the title track. I want this joint to like emotionally affect people. I want I want to raise some, some hair. I was like, man, this is who I was. And then you get to the second verse, and it's kind of like, this is when I realized I needed a savior. And then the last verse is kind of like, Man, this is my hope for the world, and this is my hope Specifically for Atlanta, this is my hope for my family and my friends from the city, the people who have endured the same influences and culture that I have. This is my hope for you, that you would see Jesus as greater than all things and that you would be able to rise above this culture that uh, will ultimately lead to your destruction.
0: Thus far, Collision Records has released Swoop's Wake Up, We Live As Kings, and Dre Murray's Gold Rush, Maybe One Day. All critically acclaimed albums. So with alex faith up next to bat he felt the burden of creating a classic a bit overwhelming
2: for me it was like I have this pressure. People know what Collision is about. People are going to have expectations. Then I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, like I'm going to do whatever I want to do, within reason, on this album. And if people like it, they will like it. If they don't, then they're just not going to like me. Be faithful to your sound. Be faithful to where you came from. And I think people are going to like it. So that's what I did. And I just wasn't really concerned anymore about trying to make a classic record.
0: Thank you for to listening to Testimony, that a musician story. This has been a Brown Theory production and an 83 media production to hear this episode again as well as past episodes visit TestimonyStories.com. that's testimony stories with an S.com, where you can hear content for you and about you until next time i'm brown theory the music lover constantly seeking positive music
1: in the morning see the sunrise i'm not living for the moment now they know why you know that Giving up, giving up. You know that I'm never giving up, giving up.